Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Time Fun Podcast. I'm Kira Carroll and let's get started. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast, you may or may not have noticed uh, I haven't uploaded in some, quite some time, gone through some uh, personal things here, a little bit of you know, unfortunate um, death in the family, um, and little bit of some other things actually uh just gone through some covid um unfortunately so my voice a little bit um recovering from that and yeah but overall i mean it's okay everything's good so uh my own personal family is okay and she was just an extended family so but nonetheless um we're trying to get back into things and yeah try to get you informed and uh at least um hear things about stuff that's coming from my perspective and maybe uh, help share or see things in a different light from your own perspective all right let's get going at the time of this recording it is tuesday july 19th 2022 and according to the last time i uploaded that was on june 5th so a little over six weeks ago and man has there been a lot of things since then i think the last upload i have let me check here oh my gosh Obi-Wan episode three, part three. So of course, uh, we finished Obi-Wan and you know, overall that was a pretty good series. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think everyone else, um, you know, it's up for debate, definitely up for debate because you know, there's a lot of people who thought, oh, man, there could have been more done with this story or there's others that are like, you know, Hey, appreciate what we got. I'm kind of in the camp of like, I appreciated what we got out of this series. Yeah, there, I mean, there could have been a little bit more, like, I guess, more beats or meat and potatoes, you know, more depth into the story than what we got, or maybe gone into a little bit more Easter egg kind of things, you know, uh, like tying more things to the you know, Attack of the Clone series or to Rebel or whatever. But then, you know, it got to me thinking, it's like, okay, maybe they are saving some stuff for a future series, perhaps. Obi-Wan Kenobi series season two, or maybe another actual movie because this intended to be an obi-wan kenobi series movie or obi-wan movie instead so we'll see i've yet to see if you haven't heard there's a edit that some fan made he made a custom edit of the six episode series and turned it into a two and a half hour movie according to his pacing so i haven't had a chance to check that out but i've heard some pretty good things seeing like oh man hey they could have really turned it into a movie <laughs> But it looks like it's going to be quite some time until we do have a new Star Wars movie. Uh, for last I've heard, it's going to be the one that Taika Waititi is going to direct. And if you don't know who that is, <laughs> I'm sure you should all know if you're listening here. But yeah, you know, he's the director for uh, Thor Ragnarok and more recently the Thor Love and Thunder. Oh man, that's another fun one to watch. I'll discuss that later though. Uh, but in the Star Wars sense, uh, we've got more series coming up. You know, we've got... Um, Let's see, Mandalorian season three that needs to be coming back up. Uh, I think end of the year or beginning. Of, it's end of the year. It's got to be end of next year or beginning of next year. I mean, and then what else we got? That um, oh, we got the animated series. Uh, it's gonna be an origins of like Ahsoka's story and Count Dooku. So we'll see how that goes. And I don't think there's anything. Um, Ahsoka series that's still in the works. I think that's slated for next year, so we got some time until then. And 
yeah, that's it for about the Star Wars-y kind of world there. Uh, at least the important bits. I'm sure I'm missing something, but hey, just going off the cuff right here. And as far as uh, what else has been going on, what else have I missed? Uh, the Miss Marvel series. Yeah, so that premiered just as Obi-Wan series was ending. I think towards the fifth episode, I believe. That's when we had the uh, initial release of Miss Marvel. And, you know, uh, that's uh, another bit of contention there. You got people who are like, ah, it's another like teen girl, teenage girl drama, high school kind of thing going on. But, you know, same thing could be said about, you know, Spider-Man, you know, there's a teenage boy. But in this instance, it just happens to be a person of color. You know, she's Pakistani. And we're seeing a lot more of that culture of her heritage brought on in this show. And I thought, hey, this is really cool. There's a lot of content creators I've seen out there who are just really like, just loving the fact that this exists, that Marvel has created it. And that we get to see, you know, another, you know, another side of people that we have. Because, you know, we're all different. We're all humans. <laughs> we're not all just a typical, you know, whatever you see here in America. I mean, it is, you know, based in American New Jersey, so it's really close to Spider-Man, you know, speaking of which, the distance between Peter Parker in New York and Ms. Marvel, you know, Kalamala Khan in New Jersey are really close, so we're bound to see some overlap there, at least if not from, you know, the two main characters themselves, maybe from the side characters visiting each other's you know, areas or territories or something along the lines. But if you finish watching Miss Marvel, then you know the next time that we're going to see Kamala Khan is in The Marvels, which is basically Captain Marvel 2, which is slated for next year, 2023. So we'll get into that. But some of the important facts that we got out of Miss Marvel. So whether you watch it or not, I mean, it did bring out some important facts, especially in the very last episode where, you know, Miss Marvel, she got now's the contention, you know, the debate here. She isn't the typical, like, um, she doesn't have the typical power set that she has from the comics, you know, where she's an inhuman, she got her powers from the Terrigen Mist, and, you know, all that kind of stuff that came from the comic books. No, the Marvel, MCU did it in a different way. They made it so that, okay, it looked like that she got her powers from those, those wristband things that came to her from her grandma. And later on, as you find out, you um, see the final episode, and no, her buddy tells her, no, there's like, everyone's thinking, you know, everyone that's reviewing these shows and stuff like, oh, these are, those bands are the mega bands are from Cree technology. That's how she gets her powers. And that's how it relates to Captain Marvel because, you know, she got her powers from like Cree tech and the, the Space Stone or Infinity Stone, I mean. But there's a little bit more to it because if it was just the bands and then anyone in Kamala's family could also use it potentially, right? Like her mother, especially, because that's the lineage it came from. Her brother, even, because, you know, same, same biology there, same parents. But at the very end of the episode, uh, Kamala's friend, uh, what's his name? Guy's name, right? <laughs> I mean, call him Brian, like how Comrade did. Bruno, that's it, because we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Bruno told Kamala, like, just towards the end, it's like, hey, there's something different about your genes. So I was checking out, you know, it's like, Basically, uh, he called her a mutant. And, man, that's important because 
Never in the MCU has anyone ever been, you know, mentioned as a mutant. Or in this case, he's a, you know, there's a mutation in your genes. But that's a deadpan giveaway that, hey, she's a mutant now. And Marvel MCU is defining mutants now in, you know, their live action. Whether, you know, in the series here, but it's also going to be potentially be in all their movies. And I, oh man, we're just that one step closer to getting our more well-known mutants, the X-Men, right? Are we right there? Yeah. And I don't know if you heard in other news, but uh, Taron Edgerton, uh, saying right? Let me look him up. Uh, anyways, he's the yeah, same actor who's um, the main guy in Kingsman. And he's also, what did he do? He did the, um, uh, what's that one movie? Um, Rocket Man. And he was portraying, you know, what's his name? Um, oh, gosh. Elton John. <laughs> Took me a little bit there. Uh, and a whole bunch of other movies. But yeah, he's been in talks, like, supposedly with Kevin Feige with Marvel and wanting to become uh, the new Wolverine. So that's all, you know, that's all talk coming from him. There's no official sources or anything coming out of Marvel yet. So who knows, that's still a while to go. But that just comes along the lines that, man, we're, we're just getting, you know, inches now closer to getting the X-Men mutants in the MCU where they rightfully belong and not all the you know, craziness that we got out of Fox. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the original, you know, X-Men. Uh, X-Men 2, and that's when it started kind of getting funky. But I mean, yeah, those are some of the earliest movies. I mean, aside from Spider-Man, you know, some of those other superhero movies, Blade even, but X-Men, that's what really kicked it off for me when you first saw Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Oh, man. That, like, really jump-started his career, right? And it just... Oh, it's just perfect casting with Professor X, uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, man, he's awesome. You know, he even brought him back for uh, Doctor Strange 2 in Multiverse of Madness. So, you know how big of it, you know. Oh, if we can only get Hugh Jackman back, but kind of doubt it. He really loved that ending for that uh, Logan series and, you know, wouldn't blame him. So, yeah, we're all looking, waiting to see who's going to be the new X-Men. Also in the realm of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU, we had Thor Love and Thunder, which came out a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I did get a chance to see that. I didn't get to post a, a review or anything uh, immediately following, although there's probably a whole bunch of crap ton of reviews out by now, or even before then, you know, all the early reviewers. And early consensus is that you know, it's good. It's funny. It's everything that you'd expect out of Taika Waititi directing it and, you know, helming it. And just more of what you got out of Ragnarok. But, you know, to some degree, a little bit too much. Uh, I'd have to agree that probably Ragnarok was the better movie still overall. I mean, story beats and just pacing and everything. And Love and Thunder was just a whole crap load of, uh, well, not crap load. <laughs> It was hilarious. It was entertaining. It was fun. And damn those goats. I'm actually making those goats as my ringtone. So <laughs> just to annoy the heck out of everyone nearby me. So if you see me, hey, uh, listen to my ringtone. <laughs> Anyways, Thor Love and Thunder uh, brought back uh, 
Natalie Portman. Oh man, long time, uh, long time fan of hers from let's see, Leon Professional. If anyone's seen that, that's probably one of my early times of uh, catching her performance. Um, and of course, you know, in Star Wars, which is funny because Taika Waititi, like I mentioned, the director of this Thor: Love and Thunder, he is also going to direct the new Star Wars movie. And when the story beats that came out was that uh, Taika was asking Natalie, hey, do you want to be a uh, part of a Star Wars movie? <laughs> and Natalie's all like, yeah, already was. And I was like, oh, yeah, she was, you know, Queen Amidala, Padme. <laughs> and then Taika's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. And, oh, man. Yeah, so then that kind of caused a little bit of uproar. It's like, uh, Star Wars is like, how can you have someone who doesn't even know about Star Wars direct the next movie? Blah, 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 whatever. But if there's anything to, to see that Taika has a unique ability to create fun, entertaining, you know, engaging movies that are also really funny, you know, it comes out of his wacky mind. I'm not sure if you've ever seen Jojo Rabbit. That was another movie that Taika made or even a show, you know, um, our flag means death, you know, the swashbuckling pirate show that he has on HBO Max, or a whole bunch of other things that he's been in. You know, he's a pretty interesting fella, and I think he could bring a lot, especially with Star Wars. You know, it's just, how can we say it? Aside from the series that we're getting, you know, all the stuff done Disney Plus, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, Ahsoka coming up, and, and all that, you know, those are great. But we haven't really, our last movies were the star wars sequels and uh, you know it, it just felt like those were entirely different movies i, I could go on and on about it you know, people i talk to at work and different places you know they know i can go on about it we're not gonna go there but we need something fresh and we definitely need a new vision a new you know kind of direction to go with star wars so that we can bring back the fun and have everyone enjoy it again. And yeah, you know, we'll have people that just like be negative Nancys and all that kind of stuff, but at least overall enjoy the films. And yeah, actually before I go off too far on a tangent there, I mean, we were talking about Thor Love and Thunder and okay, yeah, I love the, I love the movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was hella entertaining, hella funny. Uh, I still rank Ragnarok a little bit above it, um, but this one's pretty close i can't hype it up too much because i felt the pacing was so fast it just went from scene to scene to scene i was like man give it give it some time to like marinate you know <laughs> let the meat marinate and so we could savor this dish that we're being served but no it just kept going from like boom this boom that boom there and it just kept going as if uh whoever was you know chopping up this movie in the editing room uh, had AD, ADHD and just had to make sure that things were just going you know moving along going faster and faster and this was roughly a, I mean fairly a faster cut compared to all the other MCU movies that have been out recently you know it all has a runtime of about two hours I guess typically all the Marvel movies have been around two and a half so it is shorter compared to most others um, it didn't really feel like that it felt like it, it went by a lot faster. I could have sworn it was like an hour and a half or something because it just went by so quick. I mean, things could have been fleshed out more. Like, I did like 
introduction of Gore, the God Butcher, but I didn't feel like there was any, you know, really God butchering that happened. I mean, we saw the result of it, but we didn't see any of it happen. And I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of them because, okay, you probably might have had to do some research to learn about Gore if you don't really know about him. But he's supposed to be strong enough on his own that he could beat Thor, you know. And he did seem strong, but it's like he wasn't like that strong, you know. It was, how can I say it? But I guess Marvel had to adapt it in a way that kind of works for what they have. And, you know, they couldn't have this whole long storyline with Gore. They had to kind of end it. And, you know, Christian Bale almost didn't go in for this role except for his kids really wanting him to. And oh, I guess also Taika really enticed him into it. Same with Natalie Portman, you know, because she was, she kind of like signed off on all those, you know, superhero movie genre stuff. But then she said her kids and also Taika, you know, really encouraged her. Or, you know, he's, like I said, that guy, he's got something. He's able to draw all those people in. So, listen, good hands. Thor Love and Thunder. I felt like it really got you in the feels as well. I mean, it wasn't really such a dramatic movie. I mean, that dramatic part. Uh, but then it's like, it's kind of more about family in a way. About loved ones. It, or at least those that you love and those that you care about. Because it has really elements of like, what's driving factor of all these characters in the movie? What's Gore's factor? You know, the loss of his family, the loss of his daughter and his anger against the gods for this. And then what's Thor's, you know. He's always looking for that love, that family, because he's lost everything. He's lost his father. He's lost his brother. You know, and according to this movie, you know, he lost the love of his life, you know, Jane Foster. And so that kind of puts it all into perspective there. And so when you finally get to see all that put into place at the end, so Gore kind of defeats them all in a different way, you know, because he gets to the end game of what he wants, getting to eternity to be able to grant his wish. And, you know, Thor, instead of like being able to, you know, beat him, you know, in hand to hand combat, he doesn't. Instead, you know, he just acts differently. He poses the question, you know, like, I don't have to question. I just, I just remember the feeling of it. You know, because he's like, Gore, you've won, you know, make your wish, whatever. If that's going to be, I'm going to spend the last few minutes with, with my love, you know, with Jane Foster. And then he already told them, you know, you could bring back your daughter. You don't have to wish for all the gods to die. And so that kind of pulls on Gore's, you know, heartstrings there. It's like, so, and like I said, Marvel put it in a different way. In the comics, okay, you got like the physical, you know, beating of Thor and Gore, you know, fighting each other. You know, Gore, you know, beating the crap out of Thor, and Thor having to level up. You know, all the backstory to that. But in, in the end of it, you know, it, it's a power battle. You know, whoever's stronger wins. This one was more, you know, emotional. You know, thoughtful, and so. That's why I say it's a different kind of way of thinking. It's not always just about who has more strength, who has more power. Because Marvel has that in the comics. They need to branch out and do something else that you know can make people feel. 
One thing that I said to other people that were interested in watching this movie is that I thought that you didn't really have to watch all the prior Thor movies. You know, you know correct me if I'm wrong if you think. But I think Thor Love and Thunder is a good standalone film in the sense that you don't really have to know the whole backstory, lore, everything went on with Thor. I mean, it helps, really helps, but you kind of get the gist of what, everything that's going on with him. And if you've only watched Thor Love and Thunder, that's your only like knowledge even of MCU films, you kind of get it. I mean, it makes sense. So, you know, kind of think about it in that way. All right, there's a bunch of these shows and movies that already come out, you know, we got a little bit of a lull, you know, some time until next, um, whatever superhero or Marvel or DC or Star Wars movie project comes out. Uh, let's see, we got some time until what's coming up. You know, if we think about it, um, as far as the Marvel you know, Cinematic Universe, uh, I Am Group, kind of, that's <laughs> August 10th. Uh, but the next one really is going to be the She-Hulk series, which will be in August 17th. And then uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, that's going to be on November 11th this year. So those are things that we can uh, look forward to in the Marvel side. Over on the DC side, um, I think the biggest thing I'm looking for is uh, Black Adam. And oh man, I, I'm hoping it's good. You know, it's got The Rock, so you know, he demands you know that kind of presence there. Um, and speaking of The Rock, he's actually going to be at Comic-Con this weekend. Saturday uh, if you guys don't know a comic-con that's over in San Diego here and it's the weekend event of just all things comics actually more than that that's a whole other talk <laughs> I've been going to comic-con for quite some time I remember the days when I just used to be able to just walk in you know or whenever and then pay for a ticket to get inside and then you know check out some comics check out the artists and stuff and see the booths there that weren't all what we see now you know the big you know studios movie studios tv studios game studios now even or even just stuff that it's all hollywood i hate to say it but comic-con is just all hollywood in a very simplistic way to say it versus the roots of it of when it just actually used to be about the comics and superheroes and all that kind of stuff uh, you know, kind of miss that. I mean, they have a little bit of it, but let's be real. Comic-Con is just one big whole Hollywood convention. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Comic-Con, and I will keep going every year if I can. Uh, that's one trick. If there's a trick you guys want to know, if you want to keep going to Comic-Con, you honestly have to keep buying a ticket every year, even if you don't plan on attending. Or more recently for this year, since I've been, you know, I, I could only get actual Sunday tickets. So I'm actually volunteering. So, hey, I'll try to put my logo somewhere on me to show Work Time Fun Podcast or even my name. And if you're in Comic-Con this weekend, maybe catch me around. I'm going to volunteer so I can get my time free in and then uh, go there for real when I have my badge for Sunday. So I'm looking forward to it. Even though it's all Hollywood, glitzy, glamour stuff, I mean, it's Comic-Con. It's one big, like, uh, cosplay fest, and just seeing all the cool things. I want to try to see if I can actually get into a Hall H, one of those panels thing. So, 
man if i can get into the marvel one i could see all the stuff that's coming out from marvel and talk about that that'd be dope as hell i know like i mentioned the rock he's going to be there this weekend also promoting black adam uh so you got that stuff coming out and just just so many of those things if there's anything that i've missed uh from comic-con i mean myself is just i haven't actually really been able to attend those hall h panels and talk about whatever movie or show that's coming out that's something that i always thought like i don't have patience for it because man you have to wait in line so i can try to see if we get some buddies who are interested in it i don't know if i'll do it myself but if i have some buddies that don't want to do it or if there's people out there want to just hang out and wait to get to the panel we'll try that out uh, let's see so yeah that's coming up this weekend so at least in the immediate schedule that's what's coming up and yeah we got so many things down the road and hopefully get to uh, cover it all anyways that does it for me uh my voice is all <laughs> worked up here and i gotta get some rest so i can do leave even more uh i had a lot of shows that i caught up while i was sick um, a lot of things i finished i I'll probably put some offshoots here about not really in the superhero genre but you know stuff that was interesting um but yeah i hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast i hope you all enjoyed listening to me so until next time have a fantastic day <laughs>